Welcome back. This is uh, an ongoing series called Conversations with Gabriel, uh, with Dr. Gabriel Cousins, and I'm Richard Sachs at Lost Arts Radio, and here's Dr. Cousins to tell you about what's going to be happening today. Okay. Welcome, everybody. I welcome you all with love, and first thing that happens is we want to start with a little prayer of merging the heavens and the earth. Shimikud and also the heart and the mind. Shimikud kudusha brihu ushinate bi ilu erimu lihad shimuki belovkeg yudashlam shim kuzrael kolam amen. So take a moment to feel integrated, merging the heart and mind. Now we're going to do a little bit of dancing. And then meditating. And that's particularly important because our topic today is this increasing feeling that people are feeling on every level we're being lied to. And there's much more psyop going on that it, that feels comfortable in any way. So we'll look at that, but it's good to dance and sing uh, good to dance and meditate because then we're more at peace with it. And that may be the solution anyway. So we'll have the solution first. Okay, hold on. There we go. Okay.
Okay. Okay, here we go. Now, just focus on my eyes a little bit. And we're just going to do a little bit of meditating. So if you don't have a mantra, this is a good mantra. Yoda and then breath, hand out breath. Wa and then breath, hand out breath. Yo from the base to the heart, hang out to the heart. Wa from the base to the third eye, and then hang out to the heart. And so we'll just do this for a few minutes, just feel the energy coming through.
Okay, slowly come out of meditation. And now we'll just move on that. So why do we dance and meditate? What's the point? So in 1802, in Russia, a very important spiritual teacher, people came to him and said, things are so hard here for us. We just don't know what to do. We can't even think straight. We feel so oppressed by desire. And he he said to him, let's dance and let that spiritual joy begin to flow in us. And then we can get a clearer mind about what to do. And that's a key teaching. That's really the basis of why we do dancing to begin with, is that it brings about spiritual joy. And spiritual joy is really important for every aspect of our being. Obviously, you're dancing, you're moving your body, and you're getting activated. Okay. But it's the spiritual joy that we're looking for here. Because spiritual joy is the bridge that takes you kind of into higher planes. And it's spiritual joy that helps you get through all the oppression that we're facing. And I'm going to say all the lies. And I go back a while. You know, 1963, JFK assassinated. Well, I didn't exactly believe it at that time. Uh, that, um, you know, exactly what happened in some single shot from some tower by a guy that wasn't even a marksman. Um, and, of course, later saw video of the driver turning around and shooting him and then three people from the hill uh, that they're going towards. And you see Jackie Kennedy crawling out the back of the car. Why is she crawling out the back if the shot is coming from behind her? And you start looking at some of these things and say, wait, this is not making sense. And then, you know, more and more information comes out over the next year. And, you know, then it turns out LBJ knew about it and okayed it. It's like, it gets, it's, it got pretty big. Okay. And then, of course, you have Martin Luther King in 1968 being assassinated and uh, Malcolm X, who uh, I was pretty f- friendly with, and you know, I, I was actually talking to him because we were sending him a, a talk for him to give at, at uh, Amherst College in 1965, and he said, "Look, the the who's after me? Who's trying to kill me? Isn't?" Just the um, the locals in, 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 in Chicago, you know, the uh, Muslim, uh, black Muslims. They're not the ones. This is way more sophisticated. And then he obviously did get assassinated. So, but it's always this kind of lie happening that nothing happens. Okay? And then we have the Twin Towers and what happened there. Then we have the building 
that building number seven, that everything kind of came down on itself, but no plane hit it. Of course, any structural engineer is going to tell you a plane hitting a tower near the top is not going to cause a whole collapse of the building. And it, it just goes on and on. I'm not interested in listing all of them, but there's a trend here that's uh, very much the case today. What's the trend? Well, the trend is you can't really believe anything you hear in the mainstream media. That's a big deal, okay? And you always have check sources, but it's never so clear, and everything is hidden, and even the research that gets done gets fudged, you know, in terms of the injections and all that. And it's like... What do you do? What do you do with this? Um, and I find it for many people, it's very, very uh, disconcerting. And, and uh, when we're, Richard and I were talking a little bit before, it's like, well, people uh, are starting to wake up, but maybe not as many people waking up. But when you kind of look at it, you know, and other people are citing Pearl Harbor, that that was also set up. Um, and I don't want to go into all the details of all these things, but over time you begin to see pretty consistently something's not right here. And the question is, what do we do about something not being right? And it not being right goes not in our favor. Okay, you know, uh, and that's that's the big concern. Is like, okay, they're pulling this off, and you're having all these uh, psyops. But what are they doing? They're shaping and controlling the consciousness of the public. Now, of course, the COVID thing is another example of that. Um, that's going on in, in a big way. And um, and that may have been the biggest wake-up call as people are beginning to understand the bigger picture. And again, I'm not here to, to make a, uh, so much an issue about each one of them, because each one, when you dig into them, you know, it takes you hours to discuss. And then what are the resources? What are your sources? What are you, but over time, you get, this is getting... This can't be mere coincidence. It wasn't a coincidence that buildings have been collapsed. Okay? So, this, this, and they enforce these, these lies on us, these psyops on us in a way that if you really make a thing of it, you get attacked. So, what is there to do? How, how do you approach the situation? And I would tend to say that it has to do with your own calling. I'm going to use the word dharma, right, right livelihood, in the sense that each of us has a particular role to play. I remember in talking to Malcolm X, he was aware that this is bigger than the black Muslims out of Chicago, okay? But nothing was really going to stop him from doing his job. 
was committed to it, even though the, the chance that he was going to get assassinated. Obviously, it was more than a chance. And so one of the things we have to do is we have to go in. This is why dance and meditating is so important. The spiritual joy keeps us from, uh, gives us the ability to make clearer decisions because you're in joy, not in depression or in contraction. That's an important thing. Now, just what to do, uh, depression really weakens you multiple levels. Besides the immune system and your mental state, you get contracted. So we dance and then we meditate to tune in. So what are we tuning into? Kind of an internal guide. Okay, and we're tuning into the real truth of what life is about, is to know the self. And none of those other things matter at that spiritual level, but they matter at the basic survival level because you need to know how to navigate the field. And I think that's the, the, the key point here. It's not out of fear, but you need to understand what's going on, if nothing more than just to keep out of the way. Or to be more active or to put your focus into how to inspire people to get as many people to wake up as possible and I feel that's what Richard and I are doing in that way is that we're we're not out there uh, you know like truckers having to do what they did which was great in Canada and the story you never saw of going to all the truckers who went to Washington, D.C., but is to inform and inspire and give hope. To me, that's very important. We've got to be able to give hope about this. Um, you know, uh, last week I talked about the snake venom and the graphene oxide and the graphene hydroxide, and, and this week the next story coming out is they have this a 5G switch is going to activate all these electronic networks that they kind of regather inside of you, okay? And, and they actually form a network that then can be activated. Well, we know that with the alumidine and rad neutralization, you know, and a few other things, and acetylcysteine, which, you, which dissolves snake venom, you can pretty much Protect yourself. Not that you have a 100% guarantee, but you have a very good shot of protecting yourself. You can do something. If you aren't paying attention, then you don't have that ability to do something. Of course, most people who are paying attention avoided getting the bioweapon shot. Okay, that makes sense. That's certainly uh, the step one. So if you kind of see downfield, that's a football term, you can kind of see what the configurations and do what you need to do to get through it. So we all have to be able to face how to get through it. And according to who we are, how to get through it. Um, and how active to be Versus how strategic to be, although being active can be strategic, 
all this is being put in our face. Now, that's good for our spiritual evolution because, as I say, if you can dance and get the spiritual joy going and then, get, and then meditate, you get centered enough to be able to get a better uh, sense of the truth of things. Now, that doesn't mean just because you meditate, you're, you're going to have a sense of the truth. And there's a lot of factors that go into it, but it does help to have a calm mind. It does help to have spiritual joy because your decisions are not necessarily contracted. So this is the dilemma that I think a lot of people in the West are facing, not just U.S., but in the Western culture, you see all these dramas going on, psyops going on, you know. And, you know, the latest is the Ukraine-Russian thing, and, you know, the news says, the, you know, Russians are losing, but if you look at kind of what's going on, you say, well, that doesn't appear to be the case. You know, and there's so many stories so the stories don't help us. What helps us is knowing the self, knowing the truth of who we are, and then going with the flow of that energy so that we can best elevate ourselves. So everything becomes a test to help us grow spiritually. That has some validity. So how do we take the outer world and use it to our advantage uh, and I'm, I'm not just talking about jujitsu. You know, I'm talking about how do we take the events of the world, the events in our personal life, and use that so we can grow spiritually. So whatever we do, we have that as a valid starting point. And then, what do you do next? Okay, that's the next question. So how active are you for this or that or um, because we're all pulled in different directions. There's no right answer for the level of action that we're you know, going to take. We need to comp up, you know, uh, contemplate it, but we, what's the level of action? So, Richard, what do you have to say about that? Any questions? Well, I just uh, totally identify with everything you're talking about, and I think the question always comes down to, you know, what do you do? What does an individual person do to deal the best they can with the situation that we're in? And we're in a situation that's so bizarre that it, it's hard emotionally for most people to grasp it. Um, and I know for myself, like you, I talk to people about what to do. How to, it, it always comes back in my view, to work on yourself first because that determines what you're able to share. You know, if we talk about stuff, it's just a bunch of words other than the energy that we put into it. And that energy, you really can't fake it. You have to do the work inside yourself, and then that's what comes into whatever words you say. And so you can say hello to somebody and have a radically different effect depending on what consciousness is behind it. And in, in psychology, we call it the meta-communication. The, the meta-communication? The communication behind the communication. Yeah, exactly right. 
And one of the reasons, you know, I, I thought I was really hesitant to become publicly visible at all is because I wasn't, I didn't feel like I had accomplished personally what I really would have liked to to have a bigger impact because I knew what we just said is true. And so now being, you know, kind of decloaked and everybody can see and make comments and all that, I feel an urgency more than before in doing what we're talking about. You know, and I also feel the, you know, personally, like there's nothing you can say that makes that unnecessary. We have to do the internal work if we're suggesting it to other people. And so I'm really focused on that. And yet there's encouragement because of clues we've had, you know, that consciousness affects so-called physical world issues and other people's behavior, even if they don't know about it. And that's the water experiment, the Ho'oponopono healing of the psychiatric hospital, uh, the already done doctors in China that just use the picturing that it's already cured, um, and the crime reduction that you cite. Those, the, there's really no reason that those are res- restricted to small-scale results. But nobody in our known history has ever done it on the big scale where it would just spread like a wave and end the atrocities worldwide. And I feel like that's what we have to do now. And I don't know how much time we've got in this chapter, but I want to see us succeed. So that's kind of where my focus is. It's in agreement with what you're saying. Yeah. Well, we work on ourselves so we can tune in to what's the best thing. Then it flows through you. Yeah. Because, again, for each person, it's going to be something a little different. Uh, you know, some people, and, and so I'm very hesitant to tell anyone what specifically you do. Work on yourself, tune in, check with your kind of collective energies about what's most appropriate for who you are in your situation. Right. Then making your decisions. And you'll be shown. Yeah. You know, that's a lot more reliable than trying to analyze it and say, well, here's the pros and the cons, and therefore this is what I should do. What you really are destined to do might seem the least likely, and right. it would be the right thing. And, and part of the thing, uh, I write my book, um, Into Nothing, is that there's three criteria, your intuitive feeling, the lessons from history, Okay, and the feedback of your immediate uh, associations or collective. When all three are aligned, you know those actions are the right actions to take. Right, so now, you know, the, the vast majority of humanity, I would say, doesn't know what to do, but they don't even know that they don't know what to do. They're not aware of what's going on. And we've been successfully programmed to not have awareness, of, especially of ourselves. So right. I think that has to be remedied, but a small group could start the reaction. Well, I think what we're looking at is that people are being forced to wake up here. 
It, it's not an option. It is an option. You completely go to sleep. But I believe more and more people are being forced to say, there's, there's something wrong here. You know, I remember when Kennedy was assassinated and they said it was that guy from the tower. It's like, I knew that wasn't right. Okay. But that, I was a minority. And then later over time, it kind of came out what more of what happened. And you see the video of this. Or you have a moon landing that didn't happen and you see there's a Coke bottle in the sand and a flag is waving in the wind. Yet they're not supposed to have any wind on the surface. So you start to get a little bit sensitized to the over-psyop lie that's being created. Right. And they hope that we won't recognize the organization behind it because then you're a conspiracy theorist and you're crazy. And the reason they really emphasize that is because the whole thing is beyond the most amazing conspiracy most of us can imagine. Right. But more and more people are beginning to see that is exactly what's happening. Yes. And because they make mistakes, like this building number seven collapsing, not being hit by an airplane. Yeah, I wonder what was going on in the planner's mind with that. Did they think that, well, the public is so dumbed down now, they won't think any big deal of whether a plane actually hit the building or not? I think they made a mistake. I think maybe... It, it, that was just too fraudulent. So it's sloppy man. Mistake. Yeah. Well, they also seem to seem to repeat patterns. You know, like you mentioned Pearl Harbor, and Roosevelt was involved in making sure that had the right effect and happened without warning and all that, and to get to start war on a bigger scale, and. Right. Some people are saying that the Russian battleship that was recently sunk, they're doing it exactly again, because that was the U.S. that gave assistance to the Ukrainians to know how to sink the ship. They wanted that done. And they gave them the weapons to do it. Weapons and what they call the solutions, meaning the computer programs to aim the missiles. Right, the technology. Yeah. Yeah, hoping that they would start war like they did with World War II. And I think one reason it's hard to grasp is even if we're semi-normal in our awareness, I can't imagine that people would be intentionally trying to start a nuclear war. But that's what's happening, along with some other things. Yeah, and that is a hard one. I guess that's the one thing I didn't add is that most of us can't imagine people could be so evil in their intentions. Right, that's the biggest camouflage of evil is that it's incomprehensible to most people. To most people, right. And the other thing is that the only way that evil works in its current setup in the world is if it's got millions of people who are willing to just follow orders, who may not be in on the planning and they could be compartmentalized, but they like their job and their paycheck, and they're willing to commit mass murder for it because they're just following orders, so it's not really their fault. So it really is their fault. Well, yeah, but I'm saying in their own mind, it's not really their fault. Yeah, but somebody else would I, think, I think one of the issues we're facing is 
I'm just following orders, like the Germans said in World War II, right. is not sufficient anymore. People aren't buying that because it's already been debunked in World <laughs> War II. And you can't just get off by just saying, I'm just, well, gee, I'm just following orders. There is a sense of, of, of more human responsibility in this. Huge thing. numbers of people are doing that now. They're doing what? Following, just following orders. Well, they always have been. But I think I, I was just uh, aware of the airplane pilots who are making a whole point about choosing not to be vaccinated, and even though it means losing their drops. So right. there's an expose about this guy who didn't want to get vaccinated, didn't, but then you know he lands and six minutes later he has a cardiac arrest. He's in the hospital. He, his career is over. Uh, his life basically is over. And but uh, the, there's been I don't know how many airplane pilots at least six uh, because when you're up high in altitude and you get vaccinated you know been the vaccinated you're more likely to have a heart attack or, or, or a clot right unless they know what we know like you take nanozyme and you take this you take that but you know they're not thinking so much that way so but there are there's a whole organization. Like with this pilot, I, I don't remember his name, you know, the news just goes on, but today it came out, and that, that supports uh, the pilots not doing that. It supports, you know, whereas the airlines are requiring stewardesses and pilots, a lot of people won't call, are stopping to cooperate. And there's a whole organization now is now supporting people like that. Uh, yeah, that's good. That's important. That's called peaceful mass noncompliance, right? And yeah. the, the idea is that, that with the general public and also with the people working for the system, if they stop following orders, then the people giving the orders won't have anybody carrying them out. And we won't right. have that situation anymore. And not following orders is partly a reflection of consciousness because at a certain point of self-awareness, you you don't want to lose your job, but you can't follow orders to kill somebody. You know, you'd be in the Milgram experiment that refused to cooperate. Right, and that's kind of where it started to hit. But the airplane pilots, you know, they're talking about their own lives because it's it's risky to be flying at higher altitudes. You know, post vax, there's a lot more, you know, clotting going on and you know, disruptions of your physiology. And so they're seeing, wait, this is not going to be good. This is not a good outcome. So so more and more people are gathering around those, uh, not go along with those demands. I mean, you kind of have to look at, we've been doing vaccinations for 200 years, Never before in history has people, even with very serious things, been threatened to lose their job uh, if they refuse. This is way out of the ordinary for something that's, you know, 0.02% lethal. That's like nothing. That's the normal flu or a little bit worse than the flu. 
depending. Yet they're demanding people, uh, you know, shots that have a much higher risk. In medicine, we talk about which risk benefit. Just a much higher risk than there is a benefit. And I think that's the thing. People are coming to a point where they're saying, wait, the risk is, I'm like, I don't want to take that risk. So I think you're going to see more like airplane pilots because they're high risk and stewardess. They're high risk in the flying and the altitude changes and the tendency to clot and all these things. So I think people are beginning to resist and nothing more just to save their own lives. Yeah, exactly. And once they see what the choice really is, it's not even a choice anymore. They know what they have to do. Right. Yeah. And people within the power structure can do the same thing. They're called whistleblowers. Right. And people who just, that's it. I'm not playing. I'll, I'll quit my job and go to another place because I don't want to risk my life in this. Right. Now, that's not a moral or ethical position. It can be depending on your position in the situation. Well, you get to the position that your, your fate is bound up with everybody else's. So maybe it's selfish, but your vision of self includes all of humanity. Yeah, and that's what this airplane support group, like, you know, with the, with the Air United and American, I don't know all the different airlines, there is an actually group, and they came to support this pilot. They were the only ones that came to visit him in the hospital and have given him support, not the airlines. Right. Well, that was a mistake on the airlines' part. But, but the point I'm making is, collectively, we can make a difference. The orders to self-destruct for life on the planet are coming down from a very small number of people. Right. And the minute we don't give them that power, that's really, really big. That would stop the whole thing. Yeah. People so that's see. kind of what we're, we're, you know, that I think is going to turn this around. A few leaders will have to arise to also help that happen. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, this is one of the things we were talking about, too, that Humans are supposed to be educated. And in fact, the, the founders of America that were setting up, at least in theory, a country that would be based on individual freedom, mutual respect of everybody else's freedom and rights, and the rights coming from God, they said, you know, that was a great idea, and it's how it should be, but it would only work with what they called an educated public. Yeah. And we've got... I think it was, I don't know whether it was Benjamin Franklin or Jefferson who said, uh, it will work if you can keep it. Yeah, exactly. And I'm not sure who said that. but better educated at that time than they are now. Yeah. In fact, we'd be better off now with no education at all because the education that we've got is the opposite of the truth. It's disempowerment education. Yeah, I think the issue... In the educational system, you're penalized if you think for yourself. Exactly. And in fact, just in case you miss that in your 20 or 30 years of education, I think it was CNN that went on in the last week or so and said, 
in a panel one of the most dangerous things you could ever do and you should really be aware of is there are these crazy people saying do your own research right never fall for that and they said it's so obvious you shouldn't do it because most of you don't even own a laboratory so how could you do your own research right and they're hoping that people fall for that and that's the key is you know you better self-educate because the system didn't do it for you. Yeah. Well, that's why homeschooling is growing. And, you know, so we have to dance, we have to sing, we have to get out of the mass psychosis and meditating helps with that. And then there has to be uh, the intellectual desire to inquire. Of course, you don't need a laboratory. You have books, you have online, you have different things. Right. But, uh, and I don't know what's going on, but I sense that places like CNN, I don't watch that, you know, not even in the airport, but their public is falling off. I don't think they're having the following they used to have. And that's, to me, evidence that people are waking up. Yeah, it's really good. And not only do you have books and, and the internet, but you've got your ability to observe and notice patterns in things and put them together and question every. In fact, the idea of real science is supposed to be question everything, especially what you think is true, right. in case it's not. And that's something that doesn't go well in school. I remember as a kid, okay, and I wasn't really political. I was just interested in learning. I remember that I kept, you know, always asking questions. And, the, you know, the teachers would get angry. I'm asking questions as just an innocent, like I'm 10 years old, I'm asking questions. You know, it's like, you know, I got checks and self-control because I'm asking questions. And it's like, they didn't want to hear it. I got exactly the same thing. Yeah, it yeah, the same problem, right? Okay, same condition. I think it's in the DSM now. I, I forget what it's called. Um, it's not hyperactive. You know, but, defiance disorder. I'm pretty sure that's what it is. Oh, oh, yeah. They hadn't diagnosed it exactly at that time. Back when you're talking about, yeah, um, yeah, opposition disorder. Yeah, that's for sure. Right. But I, I wasn't at that level. It was like I was pushing the teachers in an innocent way to get it. You know? It is curable with drugs, though. Pardon? It is curable with drugs. Right. And that's, of course, fortunately at that time, none of that was going on. Right. Uh, and I'm sure my parents would not have allowed anything like that to happen anyway. Good. You had good parents. But the the point is that the medical, they think they're helping people. They don't really, they calm people down, but they don't really work in the bigger picture. And, you know, you take something like that, if you look at the literature, you see that 90% of it is, excuse me, 50% is cured by just eating organic food. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You know, because the pesticides and herbicides are aggravating you know, sensitive nervous systems. And the GMO stuff, you're avoiding that. Yeah. And so avoiding, this is, in fact, you can avoid 
sorry, but you could avoid GMOs and still be drinking Roundup in your food because it's used for desiccation of non-GMO foods too. Right. But if it's organic, they're not supposed to use Roundup and stuff like that. Yeah, which we hope it is. But the point is, we have, it's an inconvenience, but you have to go organic. You have to hang around with people who are, you know, learn to ask the hard questions. Oh, you landed on the moon and there's no atmosphere and the wind's blowing the flag? Huh. I wonder what that means. Right? So all these things, it's very, very important to surround yourself with people that don't necessarily agree with you, but are willing to ask questions. Yeah, and ideally they're willing to find out that they're wrong and be yeah. happy, happy with that. It's self-inquiry, self but outer inquiry. So when you're asking questions, you're questioning what's going on to get to a clearer truth. And that's really what's missing in the educational system. That's not an accident. And that's kind of where, where we're, you know, where there's so many people now. Because I really believe in the public in a certain way. There's so much homeschool going on. Right. So if we cannot get what we want in these school systems, it's just not happening. Yeah, not um, only can you not get what you want, it may really damage you psychologically yeah. and physically. Right. So this is kind of what we're looking at here as to where to go. You know, it, it is self-inquiry, outer-inquiry, being willing to ask the not even difficult questions, just to ask the questions, right? And and uh, you know the word question authority. I don't think that quite gets it, but you need to question your teachers. You need to question yourself. You need to question your friends. You need to question the media. It's not an authority issue so much as an intellectual like question. Be a real scientist in it. Yeah, in other words, not questioning the authority, but questioning what the authority is saying. Yeah. There was a, the first bumper sticker like that that came out during the Vietnam War time was question authority, but it was followed pretty quick by one that said question everything. Yeah, because it isn't an anti-authority issue if the authorities are trying to help you elevate your consciousness. Yeah, if they're benevolent authorities, that's true. Yeah, I mean, the point of a teacher is to help you wake up, not to help you go to sleep. That's why they've changed the teachers from teachers to facilitators now. And the computer tells them what they have to teach. It, a long time ago, it was from their own wisdom. You know, the teacher was there to share what they had learned. Now, if they go off track, they get punished. So there needs to be a parallel educational system. Yeah, and I think it's happening. I think yeah. it's uh, yeah. out of necessity with all that. Yeah, exactly. Lots of teachers around now. And one of the tricky challenges to functioning on this unique plane and planet is there's so much that you have to get an awareness of to function in a harmonious way. And one of the things the educational system has done, the fake one, is to specialize and compartmentalize everybody. So people become an expert in a narrow field and have no idea what's going on outside it. 
so they don't understand the context of their specialty and can be turned into a tool for the dark side without having any idea. And they they can be turned into a tool because they're not asking the questions. That's what I mean, yeah. Yeah. So if you're in that situation, and most of us are to some degree, um, you need to widen your awareness and your field of learning. And that can, Good. that can be helped by getting assistance from people who have learned parts of it that we haven't. Yeah. But the then key you is, the key is to surround yourself by people who support you asking questions and who are not offended by you asking questions. Right. Now, any little bit of maturity is the end of being offended by anything. Right. Yeah, so, I mean... I think that's the the key idea, though, is surround yourself. I'm not talking just in the school system. In life, surround yourself with people who aren't afraid to ask questions or be asked questions. Right. You're not looking for new authorities to blindly believe. You're you're, You're looking for people who encourage you to learn inside yourself. So as we sum this up, we're talking about dance, get the spiritual joy so you don't get contracted mentally. Depression contracts you mentally. And anxiety contracts you mentally. Dance, have that spiritual joy. And then meditate to have a quiet mind. And then surround yourself with people who are inquisitive, who are actually seeking to find some level of truth. And, and it's not like they need to agree with you. You don't want necessarily people to agree with you. You want people who are willing to inquire and question themselves, question you, to be uh, you know lovingly challenging. Right. And that is uh, maybe the, the the components. Fourth component is really know yourself and, and believe in this uh, higher power of the divine that is really guiding you as to what sort of actions you need to take, you know, uh, in this. So kind of that we just got some principles here that are very fundamental but very, very critical to uh, helping uplift all of humanity. Yourself, your family, your friends, but really all of humanity. You know, Einstein made a comment that... Um, in one particle of matter, there's enough dormant energy locked up there to recreate the whole universe. Yeah. And I think that's nothing compared to what's locked up inside a human. So the biggest fear of the top-level rulers is that we might start to wake up and unleash this power that's so great, it would just wash over everything that's negative, not to destroy the bad guys, that's a low-level approach, but to wake them up, too. Right. And then we have a different situation here. And I think that's our work. I think that's part of what Lost Arts Radio is about, is you know helping people question and wake up. Not question authority, because that, that's not really the point. It's question all that's happening in front of you. 
Some authorities are going to support you. Some authorities aren't going to support you. It doesn't matter. What matters is are you asking questions? Are you around people who are going to support you asking questions to try to sort out what this is about and keep your joy? Yeah, and we're not looking for which person to blindly believe. Right. We're, we're looking to open up the wisdom that you've got inside yourself. So it's good. So th- this is a nice message. I wasn't sure how this, how we were going to start the program. I just knew, okay, we have an issue. It's an issue that's bugging a lot of people. And I think we've come up with some fundamentals of how to navigate now, how to train yourself and how to navigate. Yeah. So, please, it's good. It's not a given that this has to end up in disaster. There are still options. No, no matter if what we're on, it will you know whatever happens won't be a disaster. Right, right. But you know, I think one sometimes in these spiritual discussions, people think, well, the objective is for me to rise above it, and I think you get to a point where you realize you're so closely networked and connected to everybody else, every life form, that. Your objective is not to escape. Your objective is to become conscious enough to help everybody else. Well, that's our principle. That's where you and I are agreeing. Yeah, because if everybody else is suffering, it's you in that form. Yeah, to see our oneness and encourage a, a expanded upward shift in the global brain, the global mind. Yeah, yeah, because what everybody is under this bizarre programming thing being projected by mind is spirit formless, limitless characterized by unlimited love and the source of light things like that so there's nobody not worth taking with us yeah so as we may everyone be blessed that we're inspired to keep that spiritual joy to keep expanding in our consciousness and ask the questions that are inconvenient but will bring us closer to the relative truth of the situation and also the absolute truth of who we are. Yeah. I've noticed this week that there are a lot of groups, uh, I don't know if you've heard these variations around this concept that there's like 144,000 people, they're going to be saved and everybody else is, you know, discarded. And it's like, if you really understand the internal value of every being, and you say, well, who do you want to leave behind? It's a real easy question, nobody. Right. The 144,000 is really the kind of people willing to lead I think that's the, kind of what we're talking about. That number of people inspired to lead would be great. I mean, we can use it. Well, it would change the world. Yeah, yeah. But you can start with a lot less. And, and a lot less can change the world, too. Maybe the square root of 1%. That's yeah. about 10,000 people, 12,000. For a start, the best person is you, right? And holding the love, but love is just part of it. it it's also a sense of uh, 
keeping that curiosity, you know, helpful curiosity going and that spiritual joy for yourself. So good. It's nice wrapping with you. Um, and I'm, I'm not sure when did that come back or what? I can't tell. I'm looking at the chat window too and I'm not sure. Anyway, I feel complete for today. Okay. So again, may everybody be blessed with this awareness that we're talking about. And I'm going to turn it back to you, Richard. Okay. I hope you have a nice night. I know it's late where you are. Well, that's a relative thing. It's 11.15. Yeah. Okay. All right. Okay, well, I guess we'll wrap it up, you guys. And um, just wanted you to take seriously what Dr. Cousins was sharing. And the insight wisdom is really relevant for everybody. So your job, in a way, is very simple. Get in touch with who you are. And I think in the beginning, it's like, well, what does that mean? It's like start out by becoming aware of the thought patterns that are running through your mind all the time. It's a good place to start because they're helping to color and create your world experience. And every one of those thoughts has an emotion that is connected to it, even if you don't feel it at first. If you get quiet enough to become aware of it, then you can decide whether that's something you want. You know, it. it's a long subject, but... It reminds me of the idea of mantras that are taught in the East and people thinking that only the, you know people who are Hindus or other, other Eastern religions would have anything to do with mantras and they don't realize you have that constantly. You're totally devoted to it. You do it 24 hours a day and it affects your world just like Dr. Cousins is talking about meditation affecting the crime rate. The meditation is a mantra. It's a state of mind. And it's powerful. And you don't usually see it unless it's focused. And almost nobody is keeping it focused. But we're keeping focused on things like what we're worried about might happen, some bad thing that did happen or might have happened, um, something that we're afraid of, somebody that we think is a really bad person and we're angry at them. Those are the mantras most of us are doing now. And that's where the power to change the whole world situation is being siphoned off to areas that we're not even aware that we're doing. But it's totally in our hands. And anytime you want, you can take the trouble to become aware of what what is the mantra you're repeating all day and listen and watch. And then change it around to what you think you'd like it to be with the idea that what if it was actually powerful? and had the ability to change physical behavior of other people and situations that look really solid, you know, like all the environment that we've got here on the physical plane. It's not, it's not really solid. And uh, it's mostly space affected by energy generated by consciousness. And that's the basis of the education that we need, uh, not on a belief system. I'm totally not attracted to starting any belief systems, but belief systems are, are things that you just decide to believe because you're not willing to do the truth to find out if they're real. 
to do the work to find out. And I'm suggesting, like Dr. Cousins said, convenience and the drive-through version of everything is usually not what leads to the best results. And the same applies to consciousness. So there's a lot we can do. And um, I noticed Doug is back. I guess we can wrap up. And, oh, what I forgot, which very important, um, you gave your uh, contact email last time. And why don't you remind us what it is and why people would want to get directly in touch with you? What are you doing with people? Okay, so... There's two. There's drcousins.com, and there's also treeoflife.mn.co. But if people want to actually make an appointment with me because I do a pretty intensive type workup, then they should go to info, like information, info. There we go, at treeoflife.nu. So that's how people make an appointment with me. You know, for a holistic evaluation. I see people all over the world, literally all over the world, because uh, you, you really have to be interested in your holistic well-being. Now, the other thing I want to uh, say is that we are sponsoring, although we didn't start with it this time, um, at... Uh, at 10 o'clock Israel time, when you're in the West Coast time, uh, basically um, the same time for everyone around the world to do the visualization. And then next week we'll start with that, okay? Um, you do the visualization of uh, the true scalar wave energy burning up all the dark forces and nanobots and the snake venom and all those things like that, going out through the solar system, through the galaxy, and uh, to all of creation. And then the second part is creating a field of light from our heart center, and the light expands, creating a sphere that surrounds the whole planet Earth and then beams down this tremendous love, light, divine sound that upgrades humanity, it upgrades the animal world, the uh, amphibian world, the bird world, uh, the, uh, the reptilian world, all of plant life, and the whole living planet. So everything is uplifted, and the global consciousness is uplifted, expanded. That's how we're going to change. We know it works. The proof is there's over 300 studies to show that works. Um, this is 10 o'clock at night, Israel, by right. 12 noon Pacific U.S. time. Yes. Right? I think that's correct. correct. Okay. And uh, 3 p.m. East Coast time. And that happens to be when we're starting these shows. Yeah, that's why I said it. For some reason, I didn't come through today. Right. Uh, so I'm going to have to do it now. But basically, if we're all doing it at the same time, it's more powerful than if we do it in different time zones. Yeah, it's a good idea. So I am suggesting that, and we really need to start next week doing that. We did that last week. Um, so I think it's it's re- we want to make a difference. That's an easy way 
to make a difference in five or seven minutes a night. So I strongly suggest uh, that we do that collectively. Yeah, I think it's a good idea. It's something that's not visible on the superficial level that many people are seeing in their life. How could consciousness do anything? I've never felt it. My own consciousness is not saving the world. It's running all over the place, and I still have all these problems. And you're saying, wait a minute, there's another level where focused positive consciousness has been proven. And we Over can, 300 studies. Over 300 studies. Maybe next week we can also look a little bit at some of those clues of where yeah. it's been proven, because there's a lot. And if we are willing to come off the superficial level and wake that up inside ourselves. We make the fears of the rulers come true for their benefit because it's what would help them as well. Right. So the idea is to lift up the conscious for the whole planet, for the evolution of the whole planet. So that's it. We'll talk about that next week, and I'll give you kind of a background discussion of Again, many studies proving what we just said. Collective consciousness is what we're saying. It can change the global brain, the global mind. Right. That is where we have to go ultimately to be really evolutionarily successful. Let's go into some details of how that's been shown to, to work next time. Yeah. This will do it. Great. So until next week, peace be with you. Thank you, Dr. Cousins. Have a good night. Okay, we'll do. You have a good rest of the day. Okay. Take care. So you guys, um, I think we said most of what needs to be said. Stay in touch with us at lostartsradio.com. And uh, there's all kinds of videos and articles and interesting educational material posted there almost every day new and there's way more than anyone would have time to watch as is the case usually but um, a lot of good material there things that we mention on the shows and voice in the wilderness shows and things like that um, that i don't have time to go into the details of the documentation it's often posted on lostartsradio.com And if you have resources and you want to help us stay on the air, you can do that. You can donate, and it's really deeply appreciated because we're doing this with no commercials at the moment. And there's a donate button on lostartsradio.com and a subscribe star link, which also works. Um, That would be greatly appreciated. And don't do it if you're, you know, struggling for survival right now, obviously. But you could still share the links and uh, help us get by shadow banning and things like that. What else did I want to tell you before we sign off here? Um, Just respect yourself, the incredible power that is inside you uh, to change the world for the better in a radically positive way. And we've been trained to think that we're helpless and insignificant and too weak to do anything and we can't know anything we like like the tv was saying never do your own research don't try to find out anything blindly trust the experts it's the only way you can make it um all those things like dr cousins was saying are great except they're the opposite of the truth and you have the capability to uncover all of it so 
don't don't put yourself down that way and get in touch with the incredible uh, spirit that's within you. It's never left and it, it'll always be there. Even during this brief time that we're in this physical body costume and uh, see what it can do. And we need to all do that and we'll do it together. That Also, if you're interested in getting more into that, Planetary Healing Club is once a week live meeting where that's the focus. And it's actually uh, geared toward doing that work and I'm spending all week every week trying to stay ahead of that and doing what we're talking about so I'm not just a bunch of words you know um, but however you want to do it I just second Dr. Cousin's suggestion to do it and the meditation with him will start next week at showtime but you can do it anytime it's not it's not only for one time and we're working with meditation in Planetary Healing Club as well. So you're welcome anytime you want to come in. Thanks for being with us. I know we're a little bit over time, um, but you're greatly appreciated. You're the reason we show up, and the gratitude to have you allow us to do the show. So thank you, and we'll see you next time. Take care. Have a good week.